Blog Talk Radio. Do you make Christian music and you want to release it online without paying hefty yearly fees? Your best choice is GodTunesMusic.com. Sign up, upload your music, and reach the world. GodTunes distributes all genres of Christian music to over 300 top online music portals like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon MP3, or Beatport. Sign up now and take your music to the next level. GodTunesMusic.com, the largest Christian music digital distributor on the web. Oh, 
This is Pastor Angela Payton at Grace Through Faith Worship Center. Pastor Angela Payton at Grace Through Faith Worship Center. We are glad that you're here today, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with our teleconference, I mean, um, with our uh, talk show today. And today we're on the theme of healing. We're going to be talking about the healing presence of God, we're going to be talking about the power of God to heal. We're going to be talking about our ability to heal people. Yes, I said ability for us to heal people as we proclaim the word of God. God uses us as a vessel to proclaim the healing power of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we don't have to concern ourselves with with really the how tos. What we need to do is open our hearts up to the fact, number one, that God's a healer, number two, that we can heal people, number three, that we should be actively pursuing that, meaning actually praying for people. That means you need to be accessible to what? People. Amen? You need to make yourself available to people. You need to find people to pray for, whether that's your dog, your cat, people in your house, uh, your spouse, your sister, your brother, cousins, Find find someone. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to one uh, person uh, a few weeks ago, and they said that they didn't have any kin. Well, that may be true, and I'm not denying that may not be the case. But what I'm saying to you is then all the more to be an evangelist, all the more to develop friendships, all the more to develop people who uh, God can uh, you can pour into their lives and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, you know, I'm just saying there's really no excuses for us. And if we're shy or we're, we haven't act, practiced it, you begin to practice it at home. You can practice with your dog, your cat. You can practice with your, um, and I'm not being facetious. What I'm saying is is that a lot of times we say we don't, we can't do something when in fact we've never tried. We're looking, we have this religious facade that the pastor or the minister of God is the one that can pray for people and get them well. Uh, We have an issue in our bodies and we won't even pray for ourselves. But we have to take the authority over our own bodies. We have to take authority in the spirit realm over our own Mouth and over our own attitudes, uh, we can't take a passive stance against the enemy, and we have to tolerate no excuses. And see, when you begin to do that, then you take the responsibility for your situation. 
I'm not saying people can't be supportive. We we, we all need support when we're weakened. When we're weakened in our faith and even when we're strong in our faith, we, we really do need people to encourage us and support us. But that does not negate your responsibility to do what you're supposed to do. And then your area of influence. Amen. So um that's just that's just what the word of the Lord is saying. You know, we have to take responsibility. We have to stand up and say, I'm gonna do this. And so many times the church and people want to be passive. Well, if you be passive, you're going to get a passive result. And that's usually little to nothing. Your intentions may have been good, but your results are going to be weakened by what you do. So I just pray, Lord, I pray for people to be strengthened today. Strengthened in their inner man to say, no, today is not today. I'm not going to waddle in self-pity. I'm not going to get overwhelmed. I'm not going to deny my part and responsibility. I'm not going to push it off on other people. I am going to take responsibility for my situation, and I am going to change it around. Through the power of God and through the Word of God, it can happen. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And so, I, um, like I said, we're going to go through some healing scriptures and then we're going to, uh, I'm going to try to put someone on the line real quick. I'm going to test this out, actually, since we don't have a lot of people on the line. Let me turn the volume up and see if, if this works. And then we'll go into our um, lesson for today. Amen. That will help me with uh, future broadcasts for this. Okay. just wanted to be sure that I could hear um, when someone else is on the line as a call. Okay. Which is important. So, um, thank the Lord for that. And uh, so, we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, Let's go to uh, Psalms 30 and 2. And then we're going to go to Isaiah 53, 4, and 5. Okay, that's 53, 4, and 5. And Psalms, well, we're going to park it in Psalms for a little while. So we'll be in Psalms 20, Psalms 30 and 2. Psalms 30 and 2. Amen. Amen. 
it says in Psalms 30 and 2, it says, O Lord my God, I cry out to you for help, and you restored my health. I cried out to you for help, and you restored my health. Amen. Let's go to Psalms 58 and 8. Psalms 58 and 8. Okay, 58 and 8 says, May they be like snails that dissolve into slime, like a stillborn child who will never see the sun. Okay. Alright, okay, I'm not sure if that was the right one. Psalm 58 and 8. Okay, I don't think that's what I was looking for. But let's go on. Psalms 107, 20. That's an interesting one. Psalms 107 and 20. Psalms 107. It says, he spoke, and they were healed, snatched from the door of death. He spoke, and they were healed, snatched from the door of death. Thirty four, fifteen, and seventeen. Thirty four, fifteen, and seventeen. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memories from the earth. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their cries for help. See, God's ears are open to your cries for help. Amen? Amen. So that that's a good one. God's, God, God is, oh, it says, and then 17, it says, The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. And he rescues them from their, what, troubles. He rescues you from your troubles. Amen. And that's why the word is so important, because it's giving you what? It's giving you God's ideas. It's giving you God's thoughts. And if if you're not meditating on godly thoughts every minute, every second of the day, you're giving leeway to the enemy. Amen. And so sometimes, you know, if we're not careful, we hadn't spent any time in the Word for weeks, months, days. And I'm not saying that you can go to church and get a, a, a booster shot. But that is not going to sustain you with the weight of problems that you have on a daily basis. Look, the enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's cunning at it. He's not going to come at you... Um, usually in a flood is you sometimes it's an ambush. I'm not saying it's not, but a lot of times it's not an ambush. He don't need to do that with you. All he needs to do is get you distracted, get you flat, fl- flustered, and then there you go. And why is that? Because he knows for first of all, you're not even reading your word. Not not really. You know, we 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 mentally assent to yeah, I'm gonna read the word, but we hadn't read it. 
You know why? Because you need to hold yourself accountable. You need to write down when you did read it and how long you read it until it becomes a what? Part of your life. You know, when you're trying to discipline your flesh, you know, you 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 got you got to you got to just do these things mind over matter because your body is going to tell you, I don't want to read. I don't, my, these eyes don't want to look at the word. These ears don't want to hear the word. And my body is tired. Just when I thought, when I think about what reading and hearing about the word of God. You know, we have so many distractions in America. It's all about entertaining ourselves. And what we try to do, even if it's a good entertainment or appears to be a good entertainment, my thing, if it doesn't fulfill the bottom line, it's not for you. So it could be a great movie, and it could be a Jesus movie. But if it's not helping you with the objectives that you have for your day, it is a distraction, period. You understand what I mean? Sometimes we say, I'm going to make time, I'm going to make time. No, it's not a priority. The Bible's not a priority for you. You know who's a priority? Just you and what you want at the moment. Because it says that we are to plant seeds, plant these seeds in the ground. And the thing about it is, it takes time. And what God is saying, I'm giving you seed and I'm giving you you have to use your time wisely to plant the proper way. It's not going to be an overnight sensation. It takes time. And what we want to do is we want to microwave God. We don't want to spend the time that it takes to get into his word and to allow our hearts to be fed by him. And in the process, what happens is we become weakened. Look, if you're not feeding off of the right formula or the right food, you're going to be weak. Your spirit man is going to be weakened, and it's going to be easy for you to get all kinds of sicknesses. I mean, not sicknesses, diseases, but it's just going to, you're going to be weak. And when you're weak and you're not strong, you're going to be susceptible to all kinds of things that the enemy has to come your way. And he's testing, you know, that I don't believe God tests us. The devil tests you. You know, he just he's just out there to kill, steal, and destroy. So we talk about tests. I just believe the tests come from the devil because he's going to try to poke you and see where you are with your relationship, your your friend, your your friendships, all of that. And so, what we need to know that this this worst thing is serious. It's changing the course of your history by you reading the Word of God. He says, "God is our refuge and strength." Always ready to help in times of trouble. Look, God is here. He's ready and able and willing to help us in times of trouble. But if we're nowhere to be found, then it's not God's fault. It's us. We have to take the authority. Amen. So we have to be allowing God and his word to be in our hearts and our minds. You just have to choose ye this day who you're going to serve. You know, the culture and the world we live is fast-paced. You're going to always have things that's great to do, nice things. I'm not saying they're not good things, but they can't take the place of the main thing. And the main thing is God's Word. And until I get it in my mind, in my head, that is the main thing. It should be the center of my heart. And for a lot of people, what they got going on, God's not the center. 
and it shows. It shows in the problems and the issues that they come up with and finances and relationships. It shows that God is not center stage in their life. And so it's them. They're self-absorbed. They're self-absorbed with getting things and getting things, you know, you know, just stuff. But they are not concerned about what God is concerned about. And it shows in their everyday. Amen. So we're in this world, but we're not to what? Be of this world in mind and thought and the way that we behave and the way that we act. We're supposed to stand out. Amen. But we're just kind of sugar-coated Christians. We, You know, we can't take much. You know, a good wind come along and we're gone. We're unstable. We just got issues. But the real issue is that we have not put Jesus as the center of our lives. He's not first. He's not. He's not first. He may be second or third or fourth, but he's not first. We need to become passionate about the things of God. We need to stop talking about it and just do it. Amen? And allow the word of God to flood your soul. And stop listening to everybody. See, you know that you're, you're weak-minded when you listen to somebody and they actually change how your attitude towards someone, what you're feeling towards someone. You know, you, you need to be careful about talking to people about all your business. And I'm not saying not come to people with counsel, but when you're dealing with something and then someone comes to you and say, well, hey, you know, they change your mind about your state, you're, you're, you're unstable. You're just unstable, and you need to be careful about that. You need to be mindful of who you share your innermost feelings with, your issues, whatever it may be. Amen. It was just something today, and I was just saying, Lord, we need to really understand that the devil is after your mind as well as your heart and soul, and if he can get you distracted, he will. We're supposed to be on top of things. But we're letting the devil just run over top of us. And we spend a lifetime being not being victorious. Just kind of mossing along, walking along, but ineffective for the kingdom. Look, it's going to take some changes in your life, but you have to decide that's what you want to do. God's not going to force you to love him. He's not that kind of God. Other people may get you into witchcraft and try to force you to do what they want to do. That's just fleshly, carnal witchcraft. It's not in their, It's not in your best interest. It's in theirs that you do what they tell you to do. That's not a friend. That's not someone who loves you. Jesus, Jesus is not doing that to you. And so be careful about the company that you keep. People who want you to just do what they want to do, they don't even looking at you from the standpoint of, is that in your best interest? they just all about me. And it's subtle when when it deals with family and friendships and relationships that you don't want to rock the boat. But I would tell you the greatest relationships and friendships you can have is not these one-sided relationships. These Those, those not friendships, not really. They're not intimate 
where they going to ask you, what, what do I need to help you to do today? How can I serve you today? What what What's going on with you today? It's all about them. That ain't no friend. I don't know what that is, but you need to redefine what friendship is. You need to redefine what family is. And some people just into witchcraft. Yeah, I said witchcraft. Yes, I said it. You into controlling and manipulating people for your own interest. That's what that is. You are not concerned about that individual. As long as they're doing what you tell them to do, then you're fine. That's witchcraft. And we should not be about that in the body of Christ. We should be about serving and loving and extending a hand to anyone in need. We're not in the business of controlling people. God's not in in the business of controlling you. That's why he said, whosoever will. Whosoever will. He put the decision-making back in your court. A lot of people don't like that. They like God to control them in that instance. But God said, no, I'm not doing that because that's not love. That's not true intimacy. Amen. So you can have as much or little of God as you want. It's all up to us. It's all up to us. Amen. So Psalms 42 and 5, we covered that one, Psalms 42 and 5, and it says, Why am I discouraged? Why so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Psalm 30 and 11. 30 and 11. You have turned my morning into dancing, danceful joy. You you have turned my morning into joyful dancing. And you have taken away my clothes of mourning and cloth, clothed me with joy, that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. O oh Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Amen. Praise the living God. Psalms 34 and 18. 34 and 18. 34 and 18. 34 and 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those who are crushed in spirit. He rescues those who are crushed in spirit. 119 and 50. Amen. One nineteen and fifty. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. Your promise. Okay. You know, your promise means that I know what it is. And if you haven't read the Bible, you don't know what it is. You have not taken the time to know what God is talking to you about. So you can't very well benefit from it because you don't know about it. So God wants us to know him. He wants us to know his promises. He wants us to know who he is. Hallelujah. But if we haven't read the book, we don't know that he's a healer. We don't know that he died for our sins. 
We don't know that he 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 wants to heal us. And so we have to read the Bible, we have to read the word so we know that we know that we know that God wants to heal us. That God wants to heal us. We're gonna to go to Deuteronomy thirty one. Hey, Amen. Praise the Lord. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God will go ahead of you. He will never fail you nor forsake you. Second Timothy one and seven. Father, we just thank you for those who are on the line and maybe those who will be listening later on in the day. Lord, I just lift them up. Whatever issues and problems that they have, Lord, that they will learn to cast their cares upon you for you care for them. You're not different to our issues and problems. As a matter of fact, you want us to come to you. And as we come to you in your word, O oh God, you will reveal to us, O oh Lord, what the, the hidden truths of how we should handle a situation. You know, you will tell us, O oh Lord, if we will come to you, if we will put that issue before you, O oh Lord, you'll be there. Okay, we're at Second Timothy 1 and 7. Second Timothy 1 and 7. It says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. God has given us the power of, he has given us power, Love and self-discipline. He has not given us the spirit of fear. So we don't need to walk in fear. If the doctors told you certain things, you don't need to walk in it. You need to walk in the love of God. You need to know that you know that God is a healer, that he is here to heal you, and that he is no respecter of persons. He will heal you of whatever sickness, disease that's going on. But you need to declare out of your mouth that God has healed me that God is God has healed me and that I'm getting better. I'm getting better. The manifestation of my healing is coming forth in the name of Jesus. It's coming out of this heavenly realm into the earthly realm. It's coming out in the name of Jesus. I speak to it. Father, I speak to any sickness, Lord God, any disease that is plaguing your people today. And we speak to it and we command it to leave. If it's cancer, we command you to leave. Hallelujah. Arthritis, be gone in the name of Jesus. Hearing problems, we speak to it right now. Ears be opened. Eyes that are having problems, sin, we speak to it. 
be made whole. The scripture says that Jesus came and he healed them all. And I just believe with all my heart that God is a healer, that he will heal. And we thank you, Father, for it. We praise your mighty name, and we believe you, God, because you said in your word that you are the healer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your mighty name. We worship you today, O Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. We worship you. We praise your name. We exalt you, O Lord. We worship you, O Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you, O Lord. We just glorify your name, O God. We're giving you all the glory and all the praise. And we thank you for your word, O God, that floods our heart and our souls and our minds to help us stay on course with your thinking, not the world's thinking, not the world's way of handling issues and problems. It's your word, O oh God. And as we take your word into ourselves and stop playing games, Lord God, every day is a day that we should be growing in you. It's not going to be next week when I get to it. It's going. To, I need you today. I need your word today and every day. And we ask you, O oh God, to speak to your people about passion for the things of God, taking God seriously and taking him at his word. He has so many promises, and they're all promises to be fulfilled in our life if we will lay hold of it. We will take hold of the word of God. If we would stop being passive and allowing things just to, to happen to us, we have to gird up our loins and choose ye this day whom you will serve. We just thank you, Lord God. Give us boldness. Some of us have lost all our boldness. We're not, we're not moving towards anything with any type of faith, any type of confidence. We're just weak in our faith and just beat down, and, and we're not even making a plan to get back up. Lord God, I just rebuke that. And sometimes problems come in like a flood. But, Lord, we come against those things in the name of Jesus. And we say, today I am guarding my heart and my mind with the word of God. And when the enemy comes at me, I come back at him with God's word. If it's healing, I come back with him. He said that he would... Have all of us to be prosperous. Well, I'm not prosperous today, but I'm believing God that I will be and I am in the spirit realm. I just need to pull it out of the spirit realm into this physical realm. It's my part to play with that. 
I begin to declare, thus saith the Lord. And then when the Lord speaks to me about certain things, I will heed to it. I won't ignore it. I won't dismiss it. If God is telling me to save a dollar every paycheck, I am heeding to a word of God. Take some type of action to get yourself out of that situation. If it's healing, I am listening and reading scriptures on healing. Look, if you're going to get what God has for you, you're going to have to step out in faith and do something. It's just not going to lay in your lap. That's called passive. Passive positions don't get much of anything. You're going to have to lay hold of God's word, find God's scriptures, find the promises, and you're going to have to lay hold on the devil and say, not in my house, not on my territory, not on my watch. And if you don't have that, those, those, that type of thinking, you're already defeated. You're already defeated. You're already defeated. You're going to have to gird up yourself and say, I have everything to be successful. All I have to do is put put it in motion. Sometimes you have to get to the point where you say, I'm praying until. I'm not praying if. I'm praying until. Until means some, you, you're, you're going to get what you have decided you're going to get. You're not taking no for an answer. Some of us are wimps. We just wimp out. We wimp out. And the devil knows. That's why he just wear you out. Because he says she, she or he or him or her going to wimp out. They just don't have what it takes. What you don't have is the word of God in your mouth and in your heart. And you're not putting it forth in a serious manner. You know, if the devil coming out of me four or five different ways, I'm on my knees, I'm on, I'm in prayer, I'm fasting, I'm doing whatever it takes because he's not taking that territory from me. He don't get the right to do that. And that's why it's so important to be around the body of Christ. When you become weak, when you hadn't been uh, doing what you need to do and you need backup plan, that's what the body of Christ is for. But look, God says, I wish that by now you would be teachers. What is he saying? Look, you've had enough time to be one. Okay, so what what we're saying today is that get the promises of God, begin to meditate on them, and I'm and I'm I'm telling you, I'm giving you instruction. See, the pastor and the ministers and people of God, they give you instruction, and then we should we 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 need to do better by holding you accountable, because we just say it's like an open-ended test. Well, the test is, have you done it? Number one, have you gone? Give me ten promises that you have. Where are they? Where did you write them down? And so we need to hold you accountable. Have you prayed this week? Or or have you just soaked into and gave into the, the, the challenges that the devil has passed your way? Look, we have to engage in battle every day. We have to engage in the battle in our minds and our hearts. And if we're not up for the task, the devil is Quick to take your lunch and pop the bag. And we have to be honest with ourselves where we, where we have missed it. Forgive ourselves, but get an action plan. You know, at work we have what they call action plans. What does that mean? They expect action to take place. They don't expect you to think about what they want you to do. They expect you to do it. And then there's deadlines and milestones on that. Well, it's the same thing with God's Word and same thing with 
us getting God's word in our hearts. Look, it's never going to get in there if you don't do it. So you need to create an action plan. Today I'm going to read chapter 1. Today I'm going to read chapter 2. Today I need to pick up the phone and talk to someone about the word of God. I need to create an action plan for myself and hold myself accountable. If you needed someone to hold you accountable, call you up next week and say, did you read the Bible? No, I didn't read it. Well, look, we can have good intentions and a lot of mental assent, but if it ever gets never gets done, then there's there's some problems there. And it's called discipline and holding yourself accountable and taking your Christian walk seriously. Look, the devil's taking it seriously. That's why he's down your back and all around and just just going to wear you out. We have a foe. He's seeking he's seeking what? Whom he can devour. Don't let it be you. That should be your mantra. He ain't getting none of my stuff today. I'm not going to tolerate it. I have to do something about it, though. I just can't be mouthing, talking big. I have to do something. What is that I'm going to do today? Today I'm going to read chapter 1 of John. At the end of the day, I check myself, did I do that? No, I didn't. I watched TV. Okay, so we got a problem here. But the problem is not that God's word don't work. You're not working it, and you're not holding yourself accountable, and you're not taking it seriously. You know, and the scripture talks about a man looking in the mirror and then walking away. And we can always be dependent and codependent on other people, but it comes a place in the time where you need the word and in your psyche and to take it seriously because you know what it works I work it every day and I'm getting better at it and more skillful at it and I wonder why how I didn't do it before but I'm doing it now I'm doing it today and I'm going to hold myself accountable or ask someone else hey can you call me at the end of the week just to hold me accountable I'm supposed to be reading 10 chapters can you call me you're going to get a call of the week, maybe you'll do it. But it's for your benefit. Amen. I may be talking a little stern, but what I'm saying to you is, time out. You know, I know Christians have never read the Bible. How are you going to be a Christian never read the Bible? Oh, I guess you can. You can, but you're going to be a defeated Christian. You can, but you're going to be a defeated Christian. And my question to you, why do you want to be defeated? And your question is, you may say, I don't, but you're not doing something about the defeat, so you are. You are. Okay? That's just a fact. That's just a fact. If you aren't doing something constructive to get yourself out of a situation, in a positive sense, you are, just by not doing anything. And it's not easy. It is supposed to be hard, and it is, but it's doable, and you can overcome Father, I just thank you for the people on the phone. Lord, bless them this week. Those who are coming tomorrow, you will be blessed. We will have a word and season for you. We're going to be praying for people. We're going to see the power of God move. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you tomorrow at 930. And for those who come into the ordination at 5 p.m., God bless you. Amen.